Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Flame On, our year-end review of all of the things that make us happy this week. I'm Brian the Bear. Oral's got a glass of wine in his mouth. Hey, everybody, it's me, Oral, drinking already. Hi, guys, it's me, Eric. I'm enjoying Havoc. <laughs> and it's Jared babysitting that damn dog. <laughs> and it's Pat. What's going on, guys? So, uh, as is tradition, we are missing <clears throat> Jeff. But we are wishing him a happy anniversary with his lovely fiance Melody. How long are they stretching that shit out for? Well, you know. 18 months. And they're, they're actually watching all of The Hobbit. No, maybe all the Lord of the Ring movies. I'm not sure. They're, they're, they're watching all of the... the Hobbit. Just The Hobbit? The Hobbit? Okay. I think it's just The Hobbit. How can it be just The Hobbit? Somebody said they're going for nine hours. It can't be The Hobbit. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Unless but. they're doing the new one. Oh, the new one. Oh, they're the doing one. the new one. The yeah, new one. Oh, okay. okay. So we are recording this on the Monday... About a week and a half before Christmas, but you will be hearing this after Christmas. I've done no shopping. <laughs> I haven't bought this, a thing. When you hear this, a thing, I, well, I don't feel so bad now. Shopping. Still didn't do any shopping. But we hope you all had a lovely Christmas and or other holidays that you celebrate. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Solstice—I don't know, whatever other you heathens listen to. You know, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Oh, girl, Just I'm, kidding. I'm we love all you heathens out there. Um, but this is our year-end review show. We are uh, we're gathered here today to talk about the things in 2014 that we enjoyed the most, and we got a whole list of stuff. Our regular full monthly media recording will continue next month at some point. Also, if you hear bites and dogs and growls and snarls, that is our newest member of the household, Mr. Havoc Thanos Del Rio. He is in here with us, running around. Trying to not be too annoying. I didn't think we were going to use his full name every single time we mentioned him. <laughs> well, because it's such a great name. Havoc. Thanos Del Rio. No. And you got to say it like uh, Del Rio. Of course, name for Bianca Del Rio. 
the once and future queen of all drag superstars. Um, He's our pod dog. He is the pod dog. What is that from? Uh, Radio from Chick? The Radio Chick podcast. Uh, Radio Chick was a radio personality in New York for uh, quite some time around the the advent of the shock jock era in New York with after Stern was really popular. There was Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez and the radio chick and um, after they went to Sirius and then Sirius let them go, they started doing a podcast two years after their contract was up and they would record in her in her uh, townhouse Whoa. and she had a dog and they kind of had the same setup we do and then Gomez, you would never really hear him on there, but they would always be talking about like you know him wanting to play and kind of exactly what's happening to Eric right now. And he was their pod dog, so. Well, we got a pod dog. So uh, before we jump into our top whatevers, I do want to put a special congratulations out there to Mister Mister. Sorry, Miss Ginger Minge, our local Orlando drag superstar, soon to be on season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race. Ginger is an old friend of uh, mine, sort of through my former roommate Eric, and we are hoping to get her on the podcast very soon. But she did make the cut. She is on season seven, even though we thought that it was maybe a bout of MRSA, which was her claim at the time. Make sure you get that MRSA checked out because it turns into a full blown case of RuPaul's Drag Race. So thanks to, uh, congratulations to her. Uh, but now yeah, let's just jump in. Oh, of course, Jared, our very own artist in residence, Mr. Jared, guy tunist. He graduated. Yeah. Yay! So we may actually see him a little more often, although really lately it's been pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Real college. Really yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do the show. No. Hey, I think he missed one. <laughs> Maybe two. But no. no, we're very proud of him finishing up that lovely fire degree. Um, and yeah, that's it, I guess. Let's jump in. Movies. Movies. So there were a lot of movies this year that we've talked about over the course of our 12 months of podcasting this year. Uh, I would like to not start with me, but I'll start with Eric because oh. I actually very much agree with Eric's choice on this. My X-Men Days of Future Past. Amen. Woo! I fucking loved it. The giant eraser that is <laughs> <laughs> to get rid of all the atrocity that happened in X-Men 3. And yeah. I loved it. I showed up like a couple of times. I was good. I was you good. were in there. I was in there a few times. They did a whole backflash with all of me. And then I showed up at the end and they fucked me red hair and it's fat. That, that was a little crazy. That red hair was That was, I'm like, you're Dark Phoenix, aren't you, bitch? You're like, I can't fool anyone with this. <laughs> now, uh, who, who was the actor who played uh, Hank McCoy? Oh, that's a great <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank but you. No, he was press play. Yeah. Oh, that geeky, gangly <laughs> sort of way. <laughs> God no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I absolutely love that movie. I think I was very happy when they showed the rest of the X Men finally showing up uh, in their full and returned glory. I loved it. I loved the mix that he did and all the fixing he did, and now for the continuation. Now we're getting. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not used to it. <laughs> Put it in your mouth. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. That, that is what that looks like. That's, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it retconned yeah. the, at least, at least it retconned the third movie. Some think it retconned all the movies. First off, it was Nicholas Holt who played Hank McCoy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank that, you. that series of... Uh, First Class and Days of Future Past, the younger version of Beast. And 
no matter what anybody says, it didn't just erase X3. It altered all the movies. It had oh, yeah. to Oh, yeah, because now we're getting in the new one, the new Gene, apocalypse. the new Scott. Yeah, yeah, once you go into Apocalypse, this whole timeline has changed because of the fact that that whole like all of their pasts were changed like Star Trek like everything else they do nowadays exactly like, it, aren't they doing Terminator too yeah like, they're doing yeah. a really big eraser Terminator. on that one too exactly <laughs> but that's what, everybody's like oh it just erased X3 X1 and X2 are still there bitch you nope. can't pick and choose what you don't get out of the trilogy <laughs> the trilogy is gone all hail the new trilogy <laughs> well, exactly and, and this is going to be another trilogy with Apocalypse being the third movie and then that's oh. going to be the end of that trilogy and and then Marvel will find a way to wrestle the rights back from Fox like they're doing with, with Spider-Man, Spider-Man right now. Oh, please let it happen. I know. I was very... Uh, I, I, I took everything I read with a grain of salt. Well, at least a salt shaker of salt. But still, I uh, I think it will hopefully happen. Yeah, salt, salt, salt. For all you Buffett fans out there. All right, ladies. Now, Sorry. let's go to Oral. What's your favorite movie of this past year? <clears throat> okay. So, I, I technically have two. There's one that I recently saw this year, and by recently, I mean last week, I finally saw Fargo. <gasps> wait, wait, the original movie? Uh-huh. Holy that's crap, old. dude. I know. Girl, but that's I, not, that, that can't be a favorite movie of 2014. I, I, I meant to get around to it. I had a straw up my nose, a martini in my hand when I saw that fucking movie. <laughs> but no, I just, I just really enjoyed that movie. I know people like that. It just seems like, oh, how's the fricassee? Like, uh, oh, it's, it's real good. It's real good. So, um, have you seen the TV show? No, that's what I'm going to watch next. I um, think, we didn't really talk about it much, because I don't think, I think I, my brother and I were the only ones that watched it, mm-hmm. but wait until you get to the TV show and you see the connection, which there is, and yet you see the thematic relationship to the series. It's really cool how they did it. Okay. Um, and I just rewatched the movie, like, this past, or two weekends ago, mm-hmm. and I still love it. It's a great movie. Um, but I think my favorite movie this year has to be Guardians. Like, Ooh. Guardians for me just sold everything that I ever wanted. And was I, did I think it was perfect? No. But all of the elements were there to introduce people to a section of Marvel that has always been neglected. And I'm really happy that now more people are reading it. While I, I don't necessarily read all of the the series that have come out of Cosmic Marvel, um, what they did for the cinematic universe was fantastic, and Amen. and that's going to be my cho- my my pick for 2014. And you know, I expect that I will be watching this again in the near future, and when I do, I hope my opinion changes. I, really I hope do. it does too, because you're bullshit. <laughs> I, I actually wanted to see it again in the theaters, and I never made it out. But I, I, I really do think I'll enjoy it on a second watch. I really do, and I, and and I would, you know, I enjoyed it to a point. Now, Jared, what would your favorite movie be this year? Uh, well, my favorite movies uh, were already listed because those are the two films I actually made time to go see this year. Oh, <laughs> have you seen any other movies in your travels or fire? I don't know. They don't like movie night while you're modeling and doing software. Things, gaming, softcore. Soft <laughs> Don't hit me, Derek. Please. I'm going through my Rolodex and hate. Sure. No, I can't think of anything. I, I think we we watched the uh, indie indie game movie. Oh, I heard that was yeah. good. I fell asleep yeah. during that, and when I woke up, it was ending, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, that's fine. So I've since since we all seem to have two except for Eric because you know he's whatever he's he was playing by the rules. I'll do two. Uh, one, uh, Yodorovsky's Dune. 
which Jared, you need to see very okay. soon. Okay. I want to see it too. Let's watch it. We together. should have a movie night, um, and we can actually. This is a documentary about Yordowski. He's a director who makes crazy art house films, like I'm The Holy serious. Mountain. Uh, he's a Mexican filmmaker. He tried, but did not Mexican? succeed. Yes, to make a Dune, uh, at, like you know, it the, was uh, the greatest movie to never happen. Which did then get made finally by uh, Lynch. That's the eighty-two film, I believe. Mm. But uh, this Sting. documentary, what's that? Sting. Yep, right. was Sting. This movie, this was crazy. Like they go through pretty much a lot of the planning and, and sort of like pre-execution. Like they had, you know, storyboards by Moebius. They had uh, Foss, another great British cover artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, O'Bannon, who's the guy who created the Aliens movie. Not the living vampire, no. Mobius. Moe- oh, everyone says Moebius now. Moebius. So I'm just like, what? I don't know. But anyway, the Wait, thing Spider-Man? is... Spider-Man? No. <laughs> Dr. Octopus? No. <laughs> Spider-Verse? No. Okay, so it was really cool. It was really cool. The music is to be probably one of my favorite parts. It was by this... I forgot the guy's name. I should have looked. Spacecraft was the group. Though there was a guy actually from it. Uh, and it's this delightfully like synthesized analog mm. crazy mm. crazy music mm. and it fit the subject matter perfectly so if you have a chance go check out Yodorovsky's Dune the other movie I will mention because I had not seen it is Snowpiercer I actually watched I that it was, was it really good? good? I enjoyed it a lot it's on Netflix that's a Chris Evans yeah. one right? which one? Chris yes. Evans uh-huh. yes Chris Evans. so this is the thing like it did not really get a big theatrical release it got like a same day download online and whatever release and it is by a Korean, I believe, filmmaker, the mm-hmm. guy who did The Host, mm-hmm. um, and it is based on a French post-apocalyptic graphic novel, which I have read and has nothing to do with the movie itself. But uh, we actually talked about this a little bit when uh, I think it was just Jeff, Jared, and I on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure all of you listeners can go back and find that. We talk very extensively about it, but it was great. It was fun. It is weird. Oh, and Tilda Swinton's in it in this awesome role that just you can't. You just can't forget her. She's got these teeth, and she's like a bureaucrat. Oh, it's great. Anyway. Oh, we did see Mockingjay. Or what's the new Mockingjay one? Catching Fire? No, Electric Boogaloo. What the hell is that? <laughs> what the hell is that? Mockingjay. Mockingjay, part one. I do want to shout that out. It actually reminded me of Snowpiercer a little bit. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I just watched the uh, the second movie like a month ago. Yep. You know what? Not too shabby. Like oh, no, no, no. The first, Not too shabby. They, the whole series has been good. They did change directors for the second and the third one now. But I felt like they've kept the good parts of the first one and they've made it even better. So I really I really enjoyed it. It's a great movie. All right. That is our movie segment. Or, Pat, did you have a movie? I'm sorry. I completely... You ain't nobody and you never gonna be nobody. Hey, you're still on oh, the please. <laughs> I just produced the show. I don't get a say in what's, what's talked nope. about. My pick was... Wish I was here, which is the Zach Braff movie that came out this year. Um, it's a it's a bit heady in a lot of what it is. It's very much um, it was him and his brother who wrote the movie, so it's very much focused around their life and kind of growing up and getting to that forty year old milestone and kind of trying to figure out what to do with your life and trying to balance between <clears throat> being an artist and. Um, actually having to be an adult and support your family. And, uh, yeah, it was very, very kind of touching. And, well, I may not be at that point of... Um, death. death. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I may not be at that point in my life where 
I kind of have to do that. There have been things that I've gone through where it's a matter of do I continue to try to do what I am passionate about or what I really enjoy and what I want to do or do I, you know, go back to retail? Luckily, we have not made it back to that point yet. Well, I mean, it's a tough tough movie. It really is. Like, I didn't expect the emotional feels that I had from Mr. Mandy Patinkin, of course. And and Zach and his brother. I forgot who played his brother, but they uh it was, and it's it's a show it's a movie rather that touches like sci fi and like the, like the sci fi culture of the uh, Comic Con and the brothers like used to like play together in like sort of like spaceman. It, it was really kinda of, touched a lot of stuff, very personal connections for me. Especially being in that phase of my life where not that I don't do my day job, but there have been things that I have wanted to do more and you know, it's tough sometimes to choose between them and all that stuff. It was good. I enjoyed it too. And, All right. And Jeff's pick for movie of the year, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> since since he did not. Yeah. 100%. Everything that Oral said, ditto. Yep. Signed Jeff. That's that. I got that note and that, that's, that was what was left in our mailbox. I saw him, Doc. I saw <laughs> Television. So, uh, I'll start just because, why not? Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know I am actually Pat and I Okay, are look. I'm going to interject. I tried. I did season one. I went right to Lady Sif. And before I knew I was cleaning my house, I gave a rat's ass about the show. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I tried. I wanted I to get think, to the Inhumans. I think I Lady, tried. Here's the thing. You can start with season two. You won't get everything that's going on. But if you want to jump right into that, start with series two, which... Some of which is on Hulu. I'm sure some of which you can find. I mean, whatever. But no, the the big thing with this, we've talked about it numerous times. It struggled in the beginning. It found its voice. I think it was after the Lady Sif episode, but I don't remember exactly. And by like mid-season uh, one. Sif, Wonder Woman, same thing. I was like, damn God, you're Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, wait till wait till Mockingbird shows up and it is Wonder she Woman. bounces her bracelets and the bullets off. I'm like, God damn it, girl. <laughs> Yes! Wipe those sticks, bitch! Yes! I told that story to friends up in D.C. and they, they thought that was funny. But no, it, it, it really kicked ass, especially with the reveal. Okay, again, the mid-season finale. Spoilers to everyone listening, of course. It's been three and a half weeks since yeah, that episode. You if you haven't... No, it was last I week. I even know it. I don't even watch When they episode. hear this... Oh, that's true. <laughs> keep up the magic! I always forget. Fifth wall! Fifth wall! Uh-huh. No, um... That the the mid season finale, like the not the last scene because there was a scene after that whole thing. Okay, when the Diviner opens up and the Terrigen crystals are there, and it's from yeah the first puff of Terrigen mist, and then trip. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Ooh, well, I'm right. This is good. Feeling good." And then uh, they start getting cocooned, and then Trip kicks the Terrigen crystals and ends up killing himself in that manner. Um, the scene where Daisy, we'll just call her Daisy now. Yep. Uh, Daisy Johnson. She when she became Quake was re fucking ridiculous. Yeah, probably one of the most awesome things I've seen on television. Yeah, it was cool because it's a power that you can put on television without a lot of special effects and without it looking cheesy. Everybody starts shaking. Like, Everybody starts shaking. <laughs> oh All right, knock the boxes oh, down. Knock the boxes down. <laughs> it was you know I mean it She's was out of control. <laughs> it was no first episode of Flash where he had to run up the the oh. tornado. But I mean, oh. at least Flash got better with that too. But no, it, it was seriously probably the best scene of television that I've seen 
so far this fall out of any of the shows yeah. was that was her coming out because it was so emotionally drenched because she had grown to really you know connect with this guy and then she sees him dead yeah. and she just she comes out of it and just her powers activate everything starts you know crumbling around her she just it almost kind of like she almost kind of levitates in it and it just it was really cool oh my god it was awesome and it imperils the rest of the team because they're all stuck underground so now her quake may actually end up Killing everybody. Yeah, right. I mean, Colson's like, outside. Like, hello. I thought he What's was going get on in part of that. I thought they were going to do something. Like him. But no, it's it's really gotten cool. And obviously now we know it's going to tie into Age of Ultron and later the Inhumans. Like they they're going to do a whole like they they show at the end like the post credits thing. Some guy with no face, no or no eyes. eyes on his face. And they said he might be the reader from the yeah. new Charles Soule thing. Which that seems awfully quick unless they they're really pushing. Inhuman, and because of you know the hiccups with Joe Matt and Matt Fraction, like they're they're really scrambling to kind of like push them again, right? Um, with hype outside of the actual comic book series, but that series is really good. Yeah, no, it's been good. The art's a little mixed. Okay, girl, I'm I'm checking back in. We still don't care about Sky slash Daisy slash no, Quake. No, okay, no, I tried, and girl. I which tried. one was Trip? Was Trip the cute one? They're both cute. Which the cute black guy? Which the cute black guy? Girl, we didn't make it that far. Okay, yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. They were added later. Oh, oh, so Trip shows up at the end of season one. So the black guy dies. Oh, okay. One of the black guys. Oh no. Mm -hmm. One of them. Uh huh. But it was a little misdirection too. Anyway, all right. So (laughs) basically, if you're not on Agents of Shield now, you got to go check it out. The thing I'm curious to see is what Raina turns into because... Oh, yeah. She had like little spiky things. The, the girl in the flower dress. You probably got to that point at some point. Or, no? He, All right. He, never mind. Was wasn't... Yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember. He was in his French maid outfit. It's great. <laughs> exactly. And I would stop. I see Wonder Woman kill people in the bar. I was like, oh, yeah, you go, Sam. <laughs> and then I go, mm. <laughs> Well, Raina, I didn't realize was being teased through this whole time to be connected to the Inhumans, but apparently she is also. And... Um, when she started to partially come out of the, the the cocoon, she had spikes on her face and a reptile-like yellow eye. So we don't quite know where that's going to go. Somebody speculated she might be like Tigra. I don't know. There, there are all kinds of random speculations. I will say they did the cocoons so much better than the stupid comics have always done them. Because they, they, they don't look like Adam Warlock's cocoon. They look like just Aww. a body mold with that right. material. So um, they handled it all very well. I thought it was cool. Too bad it wasn't Adam Warlock's because then nobody could deny him being in Guardians of the Galaxy anymore. I know, right? As All much right. as James Gunn does. Pat, what was your favorite television show? All right. Well, since you picked Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and my other show got canceled. Oh, um, A to Z. A to Z, oh. yeah. Although they're still showing it. I was scared because it was like two weeks without a new episode. And I was like, I want the rest of my 13. Just give me the 13 and be done with it. Um, unlike Selfie, which only got to show eight on TV. Bitches. But if you watch Hulu, if you have Hulu Plus, they're playing the rest of the unaired episodes. Yes, they well, are. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen any of the other ones. They, they put the ninth unaired, the unaired episode on there. That's all that we've gotten so far. So if they do, great, you know. Um, but for not being a DC fan, I'm actually pretty happy with the Flash. It's been a, it's been a good show. I don't watch Arrow. Uh, we watched the, the crossover, and I could have cared less. Not enough shirtlessness for me on that point. But you know, whatever. Um, 
but they they've done a great job. They've cut down the cheese factor. That was my biggest yeah, issue. Was it, was it was getting yeah. cheesy. Yeah, I was like, all right. Well, all the right. villain of the week thing, kind of like Smallville, it, it was kind of forced. But oh my god, when they did the reveal of the man in yellow of the reverse Flash, see, I didn't see that yet. <gasps> no, what happened? Okay, I would so watch good. the Flash part of uh, the crossover. Yeah, and then I I, I must have dozed off somewhere because I woke up and there was Ronnie Raymond all on fire. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's from oh, then they bring him back for that. I was like, oh god, I gotta watch the rest of them. <laughs> So yeah, I gotta go back. <laughs> oh, was, oh, is that where that was from? I didn't realize yeah. he had already been there because I, I know that what's her name, uh, um, Caitlin goes to talk to Iris and she talks about the the, the man on fire or whatnot. I'm like, when did that happen? Oh, I must have dozed off during that. See, that see, also, my bad. The only thing about the Flash that I don't like is it's very melodramatic. It's very CW. It is. So it is completely you CW. have to. I don't like. I, I don't like Barry. He he's too oh, young. He's, I don't. I don't take a twelve-year-old being a forensic scientist. True. He is very. That's young. the thing. You're that's right. the only true. thing. I know the audience they're going for, so I understand. But it doesn't seem like Barry Allen from the comics. Yeah. Can but, I tell you? I had no idea where he was from before. And then I had friends over the other night while Brian was out of town because, you know, he leaves me for four days at a time to go oh. hang out with his friends up in D.C. Oh. Um, we watched the... I watched. I put on the YouTube clip for Glee's rendition of Smooth Criminal where Santana and the guy from uh, the other school duke it out with mm-hmm. the cello guys. And all of a sudden it, close, it closes up on the other guys from the, the guy from the other school's face. And I'm like, where do I know this guy? <laughs> And then Eric Mater looks at me and goes, "He's the Flash." I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> huh, good thing no he got, good thing he got off a sinking ship, likely, and onto the on, <laughs> onto the Flash. But it's it, no, it's definitely gotten better. The effects have gotten better. It's mm. not so damn cheesy. Captain Cold is magnificent. I can't wait for him to come back. So good. Uh, has he come back? I no, just, they're gonna bring oh, him back in the second half. The guy I liked is dead now, and just because he was hot. Oh, the guy the with the bear paw tattoo yeah. on his arm. He was the guy from their high school. Yeah. I saw a bear. The bear. Colossus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was I for- like, oh, look, you're Colossus. I forgot what he did. All I knew is he was he was hot and had a bear paw tattoo on his arm. Yeah, that's all you I was like, and I'm in. <laughs> but it's gotten, it definitely has gotten better. The, the mid-season finale or winter finale, depending on what station you're or what channel you watch. Um, it was good. I wasn't so taken aback by the... The reveal at the end, the man in yellow. Yeah, I mean, I like the I like the episode, but it's does it say who it is? Yeah, oh, the very very end. Yeah, which people are speculating like it's it's Iris, isn't it? It's a little unclear. It's a little like they they. I mean, okay, it's not unclear, but they're saying there's more to it than that. And I'll be I'll be honest, if you've been watching the show, you probably have a pretty damn good idea who it is Mm -hmm. because they have built it up very very step. By step, how could it? How could there be more to it when the thing that he does right at the end is like you can't? It, it's him. Like there can't be. It's him, but it's, goes <laughs> it's well, it's him. <laughs> it's Almost. him in the future. It's him in the future. Let's. I mean, let's, I mean, you're, you really you don't want to know. You don't want. No, I mean. Okay. Regardless. The very end scene. I'm going to tell Batman. Batman's going to hit you, so that's okay. Oh. You know what they told me? Oh, great. <laughs> He's got two and a half weeks or two weeks before this comes out. He that's better true. watch it. The very end, after basically Reverse Flash tries to... They, they, they have this like tachyon device. It's like a time travel thing. Like They lure him into Star Labs to try to catch him with that. 
And he comes in and they catch him for a little bit and they talk to him, but he's vibrating his face and talking weird. To, he's doing the flash stuff, he's but he's got glowing stuff. red eyes and, you know. Yeah, he's got the eyes. He grabs Orson, uh, Dr. Wells. I think it's Harrison, not Orson. But it's Orson Wells. He grabs Orson Wells. It is. No, it's H.G. Wells, which isn't Orson. Anyway, he grabs him and puts, like, he beats the shit out of him, like, knocks him crazy, and then they, they, like, let him out. Like, they have to kill the force field. And then Tom Collins says, turn the damn thing off yeah. because he's well, no, going to kill him. Doesn't he, like, beat Well, the... no, he does. And then, uh, what's his name? Long-haired Spanish boy is like, so oh, vibe, Cisco. Vibe. vibe. Vi- yeah. What does Killer Frost do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she... my God, where's my boyfriend? Anyway. She's, she's trying to cool down her vagina after, <laughs> after running into Firestorm. Yeah, after having... So Cisco is like, no, but he'll get out. And then he's like, fuck this shit. Grabs something and starts beating the, the machine thong, to turn thong, it off. Thong, thong, thong. <laughs> what? He's like, I'll cover you. Bam. Oh, bam. Oh, very good. <laughs> so then Reverse Flash runs away. He goes up to uh, fight. the the other cop that oh, Iris thong, is dating. Thong. I love him. Oh, I know, right? Oh. But, uh, okay, so then they fight. Uh, triangle wins. You know, all that stuff. But um, they have a scene at the very end where basically Harrison Wells, who we all know walks and we all know is right. lying to everybody. And, and has that secret room where he talks to the computer. Has that room from the future. He takes the device that Reverse Flash had stolen. And opens up a secret door. With a ring. He has a flash ring. He puts it into the thing, turns a black flash costume yellow and black like the reverse flash he just turned a light on i don't think he turned it colors the thing opened up and the light turned on and it was black and yellow because it was it's not fully yellow it's like they're doing something with the flash ring but anyway he takes the device and he charges it up and then with that altered voice says merry christmas or something like that the theory is that reverse flash that came and did all that is harrison wells from the future and that at this point in time, Harrison Wells is maybe still like malleable, like he could be still good, he could be still bad, but that he has now seen what he becomes and either is going to take advantage of that or is, I don't know, that's what's unclear, I think. He's making he's making sure that he can do all this stuff. That's why Reverse Flash came back to get the Tachyon Accelerator, right. which will make him run faster than anything. So that way he can go back into the past and get it. It's amazing. He's on a loop right now. Well, no, and they've said from the beginning that the the end of the first season is in the beginning of the season. So that first fight with uh, Barry Allen's mom is probably how the season's going to end, where they're fighting each other. So, you know, it's cool. I think it's very organic. It makes sense. All of us who've read the new Jeff Johns Flash, we saw the elements of this sort of coming. But it's still possible they could do something weird like Thawne. Because they have built up uh, Eddie or whatever. Yeah, it's Eddie. Sort of is like a Flash. They don't like each other. Although now he no, might they like Flash. together. They seem to be coming friends. Well, uh, Barry but Allen. Barry Allen. And right. Him, but but not, he doesn't like Flash. So they might actually still go for like a reverse Flash uh, Hunter. Well, that's Zolman, a whole jealous thing because he sees Zoom. Iris is in love with him. Or falling for Flash. And they, they deal with that a little bit too. So It was really good. It was good. It's a good season. Or half season. What's your favorite my show? My show. My favorite show. I just... I have to say Gotham for the fact of not because the Commissioner Gordon get rat's ass about him. It's because a character I can't stand in the comic books. I am just on the edge of my seat within the show, and that's the Penguin. Yeah. I am so enthralled with the Penguin. And each week, I look forward to him. And now even, like, the Riddler has been trickling in. Yeah. And these are characters I don't like in the comic. Like, I don't read. When they have story like Zero Year, once it was Red Hood and was done and went to Riddler, I didn't read it. 
But you know, it's and the same thing with the penguin. He shows up. I don't care. Did but. you like that kick-ass Alfred at the? Oh end my of the thing? god! Holy you know, shit! It's everything. It's I, I even Bruce and I thought that would bother me. Him being a kid. Him, him and Cat Selena, Girl, uh, I loved Selena. It. Loved it. I love that whole thing. But I mean, Lil Gotham. I don't like Commissioner Gordon. Well, yeah, uh, James Gordon. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Bullock is okay. Yeah. Montoya lesbian. Barbara Gordon, yes. ooh, ooh, that's delicious. No, no. What do you think of the season sort of game changer at the end there, where he basically shoved, uh, send uh, Gordon off to uh, Arkham? Like, yeah. That was that's inspired. Like I don't know that they've ever done that in the comics, and that's kind of a cool idea to sort of slow down his rise in the police right. department, but also mix it up with the people in Arkham. Like well, that's kind of cool. He can't be commissioner in like a season. Well, no, no, no. Batman is so he's only like. Eight years old in no, those. You, you kind of set it oh, back. Well, whatever. It, 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 I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, listen, I'm, no, just, I'm, that, I'm done with Bruce that. Is 12. Can, Bruce is 12. Bruce is 12. I don't know. I liked it. I, the, the end redeemed it. There were moments like before, like in the earlier episodes, I yeah. thought, this is awful, this is awful. Yeah. And they're still, it's very uneven. I will like, say I that. I hate Mooney, but I know she's a penguin. Like, I just see Penguin killing her for the, oh, the position. Maybe yeah. even so as like, soon as the end of the season. Like, know? every time oh, I see her, I'm like, oh, how are you going to die now? Yeah. So. I, I don't I just I can't it, the one thing that DC and Warner Brothers are not doing that and uh, Brett White wrote an article about you know how the synergy of the Marvel Comics universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe can be bad and yada 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 and I understand that but I don't like the fact that DC has no ties to what they've done before and I mean I know Batman's gone through like 14 iterations in the films and we'll go through another one again. Come, yeah, Batman be Superman. Bruce, are you the one wearing the nipple costume? Oh, <laughs> Will are you, you a be young the Michael one? <laughs> yes, yes. Joel Schumacher will have to issue an yeah. apology. <laughs> he will have to issue an apology on the, the DVD. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't like how because you know this. None of this can be canon. None of this can be canon well, whatsoever because well, it's it, very much year one, like that kind of right? feel of commissioner. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. No, I mean, it's it's just, it's, I guess the thing with canon and the thing with DC is... Not DC, Nick Cannon. No. DC has always valued the sort of Japanese model where we can take existing known characters and just make a new instance of them and let them do their thing to tell a story. It's their Elseworlds model. And now it's their 52-whatever model. Marvel, even though they had the multiple universes, has been a little less... They're more interested in that shared universe, shared experience Wh- thing. What? What we 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 chopped up all of our series over different networks, the multiverse. <laughs> yes, when they made Jeff Johns <laughs> fix his mouth to lie to us and say all these things can happen because it's the multiverse. I'm like, how many trucks of money did they back up to your house? <laughs> how many? Look at his body now. You know he ain't working. <laughs> Oh, has he got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just create another Earth. It'll be fine. <laughs> has he gotten a little doughy? Huh? No. Oh, oh, he ain't work. Oh, he's yeah, he's. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. So Gotham was good. Oral, what's your favorite show? Oh, um, my favorite television show this year is actually quite simple. Uh, well, first of all, I want to give an honorable mention to Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, which is back. Uh, season two is on Netflix. What is that? It's it's think of um. Downton Abbey meets um, Murder, She Wrote. Really? Yeah, but there's a lot of sex. 
What? Where? Where did this air? It, it's it's a it's an Australian show, Whoa. and right. it's on uh, Netflix. And I was first put onto it due to Linda Holmes from Pop Culture Happy Hour. Oh, cool! Um, and I love it. It's a fantastic series. Um, and each season's only thirteen episodes, so that's my honorable mention. Sweet, but my show. Girl, you know it take, is. I didn't want to Girl, take it away from you. you. If this is a Shonda Rhimes show, how oh. to get away? Oh, it is so God. good. All I read on Facebook are these people posting about the hot gay sex they just watched. You know what? It's Network not. Television. It's fucking hot. Yeah, it's hot, but it is. It's not even a Shonda show. I think she's like a showrunner or right. producer. No, she she's an executive producer. Uh huh. But like, and you know, Scandal hasn't been too bad this season. But murder is everything. It is know? everything. But it's nice for me, like, to see a gay guy taking on that, that girl role. Like, oh, most of the shows, like, the girl always uses her, her body and stuff. And to see this guy turn around and use his hotness to get uh-huh. the gay guys to give up all the information. Huh. Oh, he's so delicious, Connor. He, yeah, oh. Connor's awesome. And, and he's straight by far. And even better. Huh? <laughs> and he's straight, so that makes it even hotter. Oh, <laughs> and, you know, like, he, like, the looks that he gives are, like, are priceless. But I love. Like, the murder mystery that we have, and we get bits and pieces Ugh. of, like, the clues. I love how every once in a while we'll get, um, not every once in a while, like, every episode is, like, a new sort of case. It gives you that, like, the practice feel, which I, I'm a huge fan of, like, legal, right. like, dramas and yeah. procedurals. And so, like, getting all of this in a Shonda Rhimes show, I know some people don't like it, and it it's beyond me. Um... But murder, like, I can miss an episode of Scandal. I am not caught up in a horror story. And me neither. But, oh, my God. But yeah. I will tell you this. Although, did you? what are you caught up to? I'm, I'm two episodes behind. Oh, boy. The last episode, not the very last, but the one before, we just watched it. Lots of death. Not such a fan of it this year. Me either. No. If it wasn't for Dandy, I don't think I'd care. Well, uh, you know, don't ruin this for me. Oh, you get to see Danny's ass. Okay, I'll watch it. I can miss episodes here and there. Murder, I do not miss. And I nope. watch it with my friend, uh, you know, Rachel. Yeah. I get off of work because we just, we tried to do this whole weekend wait, blah, 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 blah. No. No matter what time I get off on Thursday, I book it over to her house. She has DVR'd it. We watch it. We drink wine, and we're just like, "Oh my god!" Now there hasn't been a new episode, right? No, no, okay, no. we're right. on the so break. On the break. Okay. Till the end of the day. Like, Come on! I can't. Ugh. But yes, that's yeah, my that's, that's my pick. How yeah. to get away with murder, Jared? Have you watched television at all this year? What's television? Yeah, exactly. oh, okay. You know, the radio hat. Have you watched the uh, Sailor Moon? New, new Sailor Moon? No. Video games. Some of us play them. Some of us know about them, and some of us make them. Yeah. Jared, what's your favorite video game this year? I know right. you play a little bit. Shut up, Havoc. Havoc knows you play. Uh, let's see. Um, it's a toss-up between Dragon's Crown and Dragon Age Inquisition. <gasps> you playing How Dragon is Age Inquisition? Inquisition? I heard oh, awesome. Oh, God, it's gorgeous. Have you seen any of the gay sex scenes? No, yet? I haven't played enough of it yet. So there's one online. Yeah. I don't. Is it spoiler to tell you who's in it? I know. Okay. I know. Well, and I watched another one this weekend because my friend Alfred up in uh, Maryland has I, uh, it. I know that if I you know start romancing people, it's definitely going to be Dorian. So. That's who he did. And I was yeah. like, he looks like a little Frenchie. 
I, I don't mean a bulldog. I'm not into bigger guys, so That's I'm not going to go with the bull. Sorry. That. I should have known. I like my now, Dorian's things. just very um, French. Mm-hmm. And being of French descent. He's Orlesian. That doesn't do anything for me. I'm sorry. But uh, the bull, is that yes, it? Yeah, the, that the was some, and that scene that's online. That, and like, that's Freddie Prince Jr. too. What? Yeah. B- wait, wait. Freddie Prince Jr. voice yeah. bull? Yeah. That's funny. Well, that scene is hilarious. Like, it's <laughs> really funny. At least the one that you know, we posted, it's... You know, I don't want to spoil too much, but if you remain spoil, whatever. The, but other uh, members of your party come the, in and find you guys the, together. The scribe I found was hilarious, where she's just so intrigued by it. She's like, <laughs> I don't remember the line. I just remember she was just staring. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a funny, it's a legitimately sort of sexy and yet funny and yet poignant at one point. It's it's fun, but the game itself, other other than that, is it a good game? Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. Everything I've heard says it's really good. I almost bought it. I held back because I'm like, you know, I don't play oh. these games long. Fat, you know, like I, I could wait until it goes down to like thirty bucks. Pays to have friends in EA. Well, yeah, <laughs> I used to have friends in EA, and then I hired them. I think I saw I got Mass Effect, but anyway, whatever. Um, Oral, have you played any of the games? Um, I I've been slacking on my games. Like I barely touched uh, the new Smash Brothers, oh. and I hopefully will play sometime this week. Um, we can play right after this if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I've played um, Mario Kart Wii, which is yeah. which you know what? Actually, Wait. that's the game I played the most. Wii, I'm Wii sorry, U. no, no, Mario Kart Eight. Yeah, okay. Um, Eight is gorgeous. It's a bunch of fun. Oh, it's so the beautiful. DLC just came out. I would have to say that's probably um, because Mario Mario Party hasn't come out yet. Like is that Mario Kart, it's supposed to come out. I don't know when, okay. but I'm really stoked for that. Yeah, Pat will be really excited about that one. Um, have you tried Hyrule Warriors? Did you see that? At all? I, I'm not a Dynasty Warriors sort of person. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I played it. This is the thing. I, I've only played the uh, Gundam Dynasty Warriors before. Uh-huh. Um, and it's very similar. I mean, they're all the same kind of games. It's... But I will say this. The storyline they did for this Dynasty Warriors clone with Link and Zelda and all, this, mm-hmm. all their friends, I think is actually pretty interesting and pretty good. It's like a, a proper Zelda. I mean, it, and it's not just a proper Zelda. It's like a time traveling or a parallel universe or whatever. Like, they go to different eras of Zelda. Mm-hmm. 
And it's cool. And then you get the amiibo, and it unlocks like your little spinner guy. What the fuck is an amiibo? Okay. I don't know. I have some. I can show you after this, but I'll tell you. What the here. fuck is an amiibo? Have you ever seen a Skylander? It's a Skylander? Yes. Oh, that's right. It's the little figurines. Right. Yes. yes but, and I don't know how Skylander works, because you don't, I think with Skylander, you could play as, uh, you could play as the, uh, the thing you put on the thing, uh-huh. you know? With this, it's like a Pokemon where you train them, and you don't play as them, but you fight against them, and you level them up, and you buy them stuff, and he gets better and better, or she gets better and better, and then you can take him with you and use them on other systems and play with other people, at least for Smash Brothers. Now, for Zelda, you unlock a spinner. For Mario Kart, you unlock a, an outfit that makes you look like them with a hoodie. It's kind of lame. Uh, but games can do whatever they want. This is the cool thing about Amiibos compared to the other ones. The other, like Infinity or Skylanders, are just for those games. This is for any game on a Nintendo system. You could do something with it. So, it's kind of cool. So, it's like the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge for Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it, exactly. Um, what is interesting, and I feel like I should share this because I didn't think about it, but it's true. If you're interested in collecting these, get the obscure ones, like the Yoga Trainer, like Marv. Marv, Marth, Marth, yeah, the villager. Like those are the ones that they're probably not going to make a whole lot of. Whereas Mario, Link, Samus, all them, they're going to have a lot. Um, and I was at Target earlier today. In fact, I could not find any of the obscure ones. So I'm just saying, if you're like a completist and you have to have them all, get the obscure ones. Now, uh, my favorite game, of course, I had Hyrule Warriors, but I've talked about that. I'll talk a little bit about Smash Brothers. I have it for those the 3DS and for the Wii U. And what's cool is they actually made it so that you can use your Wii U or your 3DS as a controller for your Wii U copy. The only thing that sucks is you can't share data other than like your characters. You can't like if you've unlocked stuff on one platform, you Mm -hmm. don't get to unlock them on the other. Mm -hmm. That would have been nice just because, God, it's hard sometimes to unlock the characters. And when you're not very good like myself, you know. But um, I refer back to our, I think we talked about this last episode, we had a great time with the Orlando Gay Geek Group. Uh, Pat, myself, and a couple of our friends went, and we did the eight-way Mario, uh, or the Super Smash Brothers. I totally wanted to go to that. I you was working. totally should. Well, we're, um, we're, I'm, I'm helping out with that group now, so we're hoping to have a few more um, gaming events coming up. So, But no, it was a lot of fun. Eight-way uh, Super Smash Brothers is totally fun. Eric, have you played any... Uh... The only thing I just I actually just started playing was the Marvel Lego World. Yeah. It's it's cute. It's cheap now. You can get for like 15 bucks. It was 20 bucks. Yeah, it's cheap. And it's it, great. It's well, cute, well worth it. But but I'm already stuck. So oh, like... I know. Those games kill me because <laughs> if you don't quite see the scene the right way, because they don't let you change angles, I don't think. Like, it's so tough to figure out what you're supposed like, to do next. I'm like, oh, I'm stuck. And somebody gave me all the cheat codes so I can get Jean Grey. And I'm just like, oh. I just want Gene. Well, just... we didn't. I don't even know if Pat, Pat played most of it. I don't even know if he unlocked Gene Gray or not. You have to go to level eight. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yes. Well, he got through the X-Men mansion and all that stuff, but I don't know. Havoc, I know you want to talk on the radio, but be quiet. <laughs> okay, good. So, um, so that was the only one I played. I mean, I did get the pleasure. A friend of mine uh, showed me uh, what, The Evil Within. Okay. Okay. It's that new horror game. Oh, I don't know. So they were just like, all right, Eric, just play the first 10 minutes of it. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, 
Oh my fucking god! It was, it was horrific. It I was, can't do it. Uh, it was made by the same guy who did uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. That's it, but oh my god! Really? I just, I just, I just couldn't. I hid in the locker for like fifteen minutes. And like, Eric, are you getting out? I'm like, no, I'm done. <laughs> now, uh, moving on to music, we actually did have two entries, Pat and myself. You guys can think of ones you liked. Uh, mine was the future, the near future by I Fight Dragons, which actually just came out. And I want to plug mainly because, A, I loved it. B, I was part of the Kickstarter, so my name's in the, actually in the credits, which is kind of cool. And uh, lastly, like, they're just a great band. And we're sort of friends of friends with them uh, through the Nerdy Show guys. They come through every now and again. If you've never heard of I Fight Dragons, it is like this, like, not stereotypical, but it's got that sort of alt-rock thing from the last ten years, plus chiptunes. And everybody who grew up in the 80s and long loves a good chip tune, and they do a great job of blending them together. Their new album, they actually have like a concept album for part of the album. The rest are just single songs. But they actually did, with I think if you buy it with their uh, package, it has like a graphic novel that corresponds to the concept album, like a whole thing. And it's just really, really cool. I, uh, I fight dragons in the near future. You got to check them out, and hopefully they'll come to Orlando soon. Pat's choice, I gotta mention, is Damian Rice's My Favorite Faded Fantasy. Uh, he, I don't think they did a Kickstarter for this, but of course, because Pat is a huge Damian Rice fan, he got like the box set for the album. And I mean box, I mean a wooden box. This thing came in. Really? <laughs> it was a wood, with a lithograph that he has up here on the, in the office. Oh, wow. I've heard part of the album. I haven't heard the whole thing. Uh, although actually I probably have because Pat, Pat played it one day and we're in the car. Uh, longer drive, but Damien Rice is one of those singer-songwriters that you have to kind of get past his voice. He's got like that very sort of sketchy, scratchy voice. I was like, did he say you just gotta get past his voice? <laughs> well, because like some people would get turned off by like that not very like polished pop vocal. Well, okay, okay. But I'll tell you this, uh, you know, of all like the different singers and whatnot that I've heard maybe in the last few years, and he's been doing this for a while. I mean, I had heard about him. I like his style because his song structure is not your typical, typical. Like he does a lot of like variations on typical pop structure, but they're all very memorable and they're all very listenable, even if they're depressing. That's the only thing. Like, <laughs> a lot of them are pretty down, but um, it's a great album. Well produced, uh, really good. Like you know, he's been sort of developing this trade and craft, and I don't know who his producers were this time, but. From compared to the albums I've heard previously, like this one seems stronger and better produced. So, you know, I don't know. Definitely worth checking out if you like singer-songwriter. He's Irish. Um, if you like Irish musicians. Actually has certain qualities of of Irish, other Irish bands I know of. But uh, that's Pat's pick. Uh, did you guys have any particular? All right, well, I listen to Spotify. Yep. So all I have to say is I saw Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Shan this year. I got to see Shan. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> so you bitches go to hell. I saw oh, Shan. Throwing it in my face. Just throwing it I in saw my Shan. face. <laughs> uh, oral. Um, I saw Fits in the Tantrums, and I would have to say that they're my they're like my big this year. Introduced to me by my friend who lives in Barcelona. Shout out to Jessica. Whoop whoop. Um, I gave you a whoop whoop. They have that whistle song, right? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That I gets in my head. I cannot get rid of it. Oh my god! I actually do want does to it have check a note? out the album. Does it have a tone? Because I know somebody who whistles that song and doesn't have a tone. No, I'm not. No, sometimes I <laughs> not just a whistle. tone, Jimmy Fam. Sometimes I just whistle. God damn it! <laughs> just that solid whistle. <laughs> does he break out in the day randomly? Uh, but no, if you've never listened to Fits and the Tantrums, Tantrums, you probably heard their music before. They're really awesome. They're great to see live. Um, totally do it. I saw... Um, who else did I see? I saw Erasure. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I saw them. The audio at the House of Blues was terrible. Yeah, but I saw hilarious. them. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, I got to see Pet Shop Boys this year and Craftwork. Craftwork. Craftwork, really? Yeah. Cap and uh, I and Cap's brother went to the uh, Moog Fest up in Asheville, and they were part of that. Uh, I also saw Flying Lotus, which I had never heard before and actually kind of liked, even though he's more of like a, a trip-hop guy. I saw Cher. Yes, you saw Cher. <laughs> Jared, have you uh, caught any any music caught your fancy? No. What do you What do you listen to when you uh, are working on stuff? Depeche Mode. Okay. That's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Good choice. Classic. I was listening to Depeche Mode today. Oh, good. Good, good. All right, well, let's move on. Comics are, of course, favorite segment. We are not, oh, by the way, we're not doing uh, gay news of the year. I think I think the perennial gay news of the year is what state allows marriage now. <laughs> so we can just kind of refer to that and say, guess what? Florida's going to get it very soon, we think, in spite of all the nonsense that happened at the election. Uh, right, Havoc? Exactly. Um, and in terms of gay advice, uh, we were very happy. I think we got some good feedback. Uh, Havoc sharing some questions and some feedback. <laughs> we um, we hope to get more questions. We have a lot still left to go through from that thread. But if you have questions for us, you can post them on Facebook and we will get to them. Hopefully in the new year we will have some time to do that. Uh, also, between our little segment here, I will mention that if you have not heard our interview with Ophira Eisenberg, you owe it to yourself to go back one in the feed or one up in the feed. Yes, you do. In the, in the it's feed awesome. or whatever. So, uh, she was, Ophira was amazing. Um, in spite of some Skype difficulties, it was a very good interview. Some. She was very funny. She, I mean, I, can't, I just can't say enough of but she shared it. She shared that interview all yes, she did. upside one and down the other. Like, if you've never heard Ask Me Another on NPR, not only is it a lot of fun to be there during the recording, but to listen to it is is just a treat. So what you're saying is in the next, uh, I don't know, 10 years or so, Flamon might become a NPR uh, cornerstone. Let's just say that's that what I, I've been trying to do. <laughs> you bitches! I, if we could get some of that serial uh, radio lab vibe going in this thing, I'd be so thrilled. Oh, snap judgment! That's my new. That's one of my new favorites. Oh, we'll just take clips of our all of our old episodes and play them with some new content. And call put it some put some beats under them. We'll be good. No, I I uh, we I we're both. I love snap judgment. Don't judge me. Oral and I are some big NPR fans. Well, Jared, you too, right? On the weekends, yeah. Well, we know Saturday. At least from six to eight. John DiLiberto and <laughs> no, 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 uh, a Prairie Home Companion. Yes, yes, yes. yes oh my yes. god! Ooh, I, was, I can't wait for them to go off the air. I just listened to an episode <laughs> the other day, and I think it was a recent one, but it's hard to say because they all sound the same. Uh-huh. But oh my god, it was Garrison was in rare form. It was really good. 
Um, anyway, so uh, Ophira in the feed before. So when we come back in the new year, we're going to have a couple fun episodes that we're lining up. We're doing an artist panel. We're talking some maybe some Harry Potter for all you Muggle fans out there. We're going to do a Harry Potter episode. Why didn't we decide to do this before? Well, I love Harry Potter. We are doing it now. So there you go. Okay, Get ready, girls. We're gonna we're gonna talk Harry Potter with a, a very special guest who works at the Wizarding World and Universal. Who's a special guest? Well, we'll find out later, and the fans will find out when this airs. The later. guy who later. cleaned up the throw up. <laughs> oh, you mean a lead? Yeah. Yes, yes, the lead. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Anyway, um, all right. Let's move on to comic books. So this year, I think, in many ways, has been sort of a transition year in comic books. In many ways, certainly we've seen digital take a bigger and bigger role in the distribution platforms of comic books. We've seen image rocket to the, not top maybe, but certainly up there in the number of different books they have and very well you know, succeeding books. Uh, Marvel has taken some very interesting turns, some amazing for creative reasons, others less amazing maybe more predictable given their disney and slash you know marvel cinematic universe stuff as we talked about we have seen dc do some interesting things unfortunately in some cases fortunately in others um you know it's just been an interesting year events have come and gone and then come right back and oh and my so god it's still going it's still going it's going <laughs> And next year is actually going to be kind of a crazy year, too, with both publishers, Marvel and DC, doing a sort of a game-changing, universe restructuring something, whatever the hell Convergence right. and uh, Secret Wars the Secret Wars is. But this year, I think one of the things that's, to me, stood out, thankfully, because I was worried it was going to stand out for another reason, meaning it wasn't going to show up, is uh, Multiversity by uh, Grant Morrison and other artists. I were four issues in. We just had Pax Americana, and I think there's a new one coming out maybe in the next week or two. And I'm telling you, like, thankfully, Grant still got it. It's still really just crazy, like, big idea crazy. Girl, he still got it. <laughs> he ever had it? And I'm, I, I know we're not all Grant Morrison fans here. Some of us may or may not have enjoyed some of his other work I don't know I enjoyed his X-Men some enjoy his so X-Men the last four issues and I didn't Thank know what the hell that's kind of that's kind of everybody's take right but no it's multiverse has been amazing I've talked about it in this podcast I've talked about it on comic book bears I've talked a lot about it on comic book bears so I won't go crazy here but seriously if you like DC like obscure sort of crazy obscure DC and or you kind of like this conceit that everything is connected. Every character, every story is exists somewhere. I think you're going to dig Multiversity because it plays that idea. It, it, it's metatextual. So if you get interested into that sort of, you know, talking about comics through comics, but not, but, but you know, as, as allegory more than actual like, you know, comic book comics where they're right. literally talking about comics. Uh, or Scott McCloud or whatever. It's really cool. Like, I just... The art's been amazing. I think every issue has a unique style. The Just had that kind of photo-painted sort of style. Uh, the lead... What was the... The JLA one or the... The Kids. The Kids, the, the kids was the Just one. The JLA one, they had, like, Midnight and all the other kind of pulpy characters. Uh, Pax Americana, the Quietly Watchmen one was just oh, so beautiful. 
Um, and I'm really curious how it plays out. And it's not done. They've got at least another however many. I think it's like a seven or eight episode issue. Anyway, multiversity. The compendium certainly. to explain exactly what he was talking about. That comes out too, I think, actually. Well, of course it does. Well, that, just, well no. And he, this is the thing about that. That was not something written by an editor. He wrote that. I believe because he they, he talked he did an interview recently I forgot what uh, source it was from but he talked about sort of using that as a chance to uh, expand upon what he was doing so that's my pick Eric what's your pick well it's funny you know I multiversity the first issue I was like oh this is no offense Brian this is Grant Morrison crap but from <laughs> the uh, the just and the the Justice Society and pack now I really like it. Now I got into it. But that first one when Captain Carrot showed up, I'm like, well, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah, I mean, he, he's going to come back to that whole I'm story. sure. I'm sure. But I'm liking the other stuff he's introducing me to. But, I mean, for me, I mean, there, there's a lot for Image that came out that was has been really, really good. But I've liked uh, Spider-Verse and the Superior Spider-Man stuff has been great. And my ending of my Diana, Diana was fantastic. Aww. So sad. So, so how sad. is the didn't the second issue of Finch's uh, Wonder Woman come out? No, it comes out this week. Have you read it yet? No, no. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean it, it was the first issue was eh. I mean, it was okay. It didn't really annoy me that much. But it's funny, you know, Azarellis. Nobody gets started in her book except her, and then first issue, everybody's there. Everybody's there. Well, I know they were sort of connecting it back to the rest of the universe. I know that was a big thing for them, which after what they did before, it kind of makes sense, you know. But I just, from what I saw, the art choices were odd, and I just, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Sad. It's sad. It is. Because Wonder Woman, like, there's kind of a resurgence of interest in Marston and the the origins of the Wonder Woman character. There's two great biographies out there, one about Marston, one about Wonder Woman, um, that I've been reading. And Grant Morrison is actually doing an Earth One Wonder Woman, and he said he's trying to get back to that origins of Wonder Woman. So it's and, oh, and now we have Gal Gadot or Gadot, or whatever, as Wonder right. Woman in the new movie. Like there's a there's a real resurgence of that. So I hope that the Finch thing is sort of a stopgap until the reboot or until whatever convergences, right. and then well, maybe yeah. maybe we get some like better team. But you know, DC just continues to make some. Weird choices. Very weird. But you know, in some cases, like, we should probably talk a little bit about Batgirl because of the controversy. Um, There there are some interesting creative teams coming on and doing, you know, some sort of different things that sort of defy (laughs) the house style that DC seemed to have been doing. Uh, What? So, um, Eric and I looked at that cover of Batgirl. Uh huh. um, And then eventually I'll get around to my favorite because I'm figuring that out. But um, and I was like, "Girl, did you see this? You know that that's bit that bitch is like, oh, girl, Babs, don't worry, you look fantastic." <laughs> and then you text your friends, "Bitch, when you see what Barbara shows up at the club in, like, I, it was horrible. It was that bedazzled oh. costume that she was wearing. Oh yeah, yeah. So so not Batgirl, but the other the other one, Dagger Tight, yeah, which made a big old mess." Because she's a transsexual, and she was a villain, and everyone got all upset because they made a transsexual villain, and it's like, you know... No, that's not why they were upset. Well, that's what Aaron was saying. It was sort of the stereotype. That's not... No, that... We wouldn't mind a transsexual villain. That doesn't... Okay. 
not that I'm speaking for the trans community because right. you know go for it but <laughs> the issue we have is that you the just way you have to apologize later uh no the way well no uh, look there's a really I there are multiple representatives of the trans community who come into the shop and they all love me so if you're mad at me you can take it up with some girls they will cut you down to size you know which ones I'm talking uh-huh. about mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways um it was just stereotypical. Okay. There, it was, it was, there's a difference between, you know, dynamic and round characters and flat and two dimensional characters. And that character was flat and two dimensional and their dimension was rooted in stereotypes. Okay. So, yeah. Cause, you know, cause, mm-hmm. cause comic books never does that. Nope. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I, I mean, the only thing I will say, and I, I we posted this about in Flame On, and I have nothing but respect for the transgender community. But I will say this, it is more than just one person's view. It is more than just the Tumblr sort of crowd speak. There are people out there who can take a joke. And there are people out there who absolutely laugh their ass off at that issue. Because that issue is ridiculous. But it's a comic book about a, a woman who dresses up in a patent leather sort of weird outfit as Batgirl. And fights is Batgirl, not Batwoman, right? Batgirl, right? Yeah, okay. Batgirl. Yeah. I just want to make sure I wasn't. That's a lesbian. <laughs> well, but I mean, like, the, I don't know. I just it seemed like an interesting story. I've applauded them even having a transgender character play a role, but some people, I guess, were offended. And what is typical of these gays is the only way to tamp down the crazy and the the freak out online is to issue a letter of apology. And it's like, well, okay, apologize that people were offended, but just, I don't know. I, I get, I guess I'm still of the mindset that there is a certain part of the community that needs to grow a thicker skin. And I'm not saying every transgender drag queen, little gay boy and girl needs to not be upset by things. I just feel like we should be saying the views of some people on this podcast and not the Look, views of everybody. If you have, if you have any grievances with what you, you just can heard, direct them you right can to direct me. it all to Brian. Brian because at Eric and I are totally supportive. I, I am not. 100%. Ooh, back up, back up. I am very supportive of the trans community. Some of my best friends are transgender or drag queen. We'll include them in this. My point is... We have all been through the stereotypes. How many years as gay men have we been through the Hollywood stereotype of gay men? Will and Grace, Jack and Will are stereotypes of gay men. They're all teapots. Right. Exactly. Short and stout. (laughs) There's There's his handle. (laughs) Here's his spout. But I mean, I'm just saying, did that mortally offend us and did we then turn around and write in to protest this? To the editors and the producers of the show, I mean, it's like it's a comic book, it's a TV well, show. No, here's here's put the thing. it in proper context. Oh, yeah, okay, we'll put it in proper context. Okay, so Will and Grace is touted as one of those like groundbreaking like series where it had like mass appeal and great crossover, and you know it reached people. And you know, I look at Jack and Will and you see aspects of yourself in them. Sure. Like, I've never looked at both of them and thought complete and other stereotypes because, like, sometimes I am those people. Like, that doesn't bother me. Stereotypes are rooted in reality. Yes, but I find them, for the most part, 
authentic. Okay. Not across the board, but they're authentic. But you don't think that the writers of that show, not unlike the writers of like Big Bang Theory, for example, they play off. The oh no, that's a mental show. I'm not. I'm not. I'm well, not dealing with that show. but there are moments in Will and Grace where that's exactly how I felt. I felt like they were playing for the cheap seats, and I'm sorry. Is that because you're old? Well. That doesn't matter. I mean, all I was saying is that stereotypes are not accurate, of course. No. Everyone's a snowflake. Everybody's different. But that does not mean they don't resonate because there is elements of truth in them. And that character, from what I saw, had elements because I had a part on the house all the time. There are some men who dress up as ladies, and they would probably transvestite. They might be transgendered. I have not asked. But let me just tell you. There are elements of truth in that stereotype, at least from what I have observed. Now, there are also transgendered men and women, and at all points in between, who are far more complex and interesting and different than a stereotype could ever hope to depict. But why freak out and demand apology when these writers just thought this is an interesting story? And from what I've been, from what I've heard. Like, it's an interesting story about the celebrity. It sort of looks at the idea of, you know, no, it's sort of like that street is. artist, performance artist sort of thing. Like, that's interesting. You Why know, not acknowledge the creativity of a story like that as opposed to tearing it down because it insults you? Well, here's here's what I will say. But it's not trying to insult you. No, that's no, no. Thing. Here's what I will say. When, like, going back to Will and Grace, you know, it was the 90s, early 2000s. Early, early 2000s. 2000, yeah. Hard easy. Yeah, <laughs> some of us were, you know, whatever. But you know, like and, yeah. any anything that portrays, you know, your demographic in a positive light, when you've been reviled and spit upon, you know, for countless of generations, we're gonna be saying, "Oh, thanks a lot." But you know, at this stage in the game, you like you just, oh, this person cross dresses right. and they're fucking insane, and there's you know all these issues. And, you know, Barbara, who had a yeah. transgendered roommate. Right, yeah. Had they dropped that her like a bad habit? I mean. Oh, she showed up a little in the last issue. Okay. But, like, she was just like, you're a guy? Why would that shock you? Yeah. Why would that shock you? It's just, they don't have. So that was really the moment in the whole thing where it was, like, tone deaf. Yeah. Okay. And, like, that's a, I think that's why people are upset is because. You can have a villain, you know, them being transgender. Okay, because we want to get to the point where, you know, like, everyone can be anything. Right. That is the the epitome of the struggle. Yeah. That is what you try to achieve. Everyone can be everything. Gender fluid. Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. But the thing that made them angry is that everyone can be everything, but this is really shocking and weird. Yeah. And, like... The look on that character's face, because you know, like, you know, Jared as an artist, you can do surprise, and surprise can be broken down into a lot of things, but surprise and, and disgust. just. Was there like di- a. There's a, there's a slight, like, you're a guy? And it's just like, no, this isn't going to work. I gotcha. Well, I don't know. I, I guess I. I've seen reactions like this before in other areas, and the. The, the, the level of. Um, drama the level of outrage surprises me but again again i'm not transgendered so i can't appreciate it from that perspective but as a gay man so many years of my life have been dealing with stereotypes good or bad and at the end of the day the only thing i come down to is are you trying to insult me are you thinking less of me 
If you are, I'm upset. If you're not, and you're making an honest joke at my expense or about my proclivity, proclivity but about who I am, oh well. Because you're meaning well. You're making a joke. You know, Bianca Del Rio absolutely makes fun of everybody. That's her thing. That's her shtick. Wherever you are, if you hear it, you could be very easily offended by what she is saying because there are things that are absolutely offensive to people. But she doesn't mean it to hurt you. That's her shtick. That's her thing. And as a storyteller, I hate, I would hate to rein in the storytelling possibilities of having a transgendered bad guy, of having a gay man bad guy, woman. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like a lesbian bad guy. Like there should be all types of bad guys, all types of characters, good, bad, or indifferent. So, I don't know. That was my thought on that lovely diversion we had at the end of this year. Um, other books that we're excited about? Um, what, uh, the, the, the Marvel one that's coming, you know I'm excited for it. Black Vortex? Black Vortex. <laughs> but no, like that's, that's a regular show. I need to say what I'm The return of Jean Grey. <laughs> oh, you didn't get to that. No, okay. Um, so, I guess... Everyone knows that I, I love, I have loved um, Wonder Woman. Like, that's, I think, what I'm most happy and thankful for in 2014. Because, you know, even though things like Swamp Thing are great, and I loved, love, love, like Karen Gillan's Young Avengers, it's something about that book that just completely struck a chord. Absolutely. Because I, yeah. I found it, com- like, completely authentic not only to itself, but like dedicated to the story it wanted to tell. And it didn't need to pull any gimmicks and guest right. stars and crossovers. Like it didn't need to, to deal with any of the greater DC like bullshit that sometimes happens. And it, it was, it was the end all be all for me. And I'm really sad to see it go. I was very pleased when they, they actually were on the panel at New York comic con for queer creators, queer and allied creators. And, you know, they're like, look, we just decided at one point during the story planning to give everybody sort of a queer moment. And that was cool. Like, that has verisimilitude, right? Um, something like the villain in Batgirl may not have that sense of realisticness. You know, I can believe this would happen. Right. But that, having a character go, yeah, I've slept with a guy. I've slept with a girl. I've been done. I've, whatever. Like, that was, like, very genuine. Right, they, it didn't get shoehorned in, or if they did decide to kind of stick it, you know, in there at, at random points, like it felt organic. So, like I, I absolutely would prefer that sort of storytelling. But no, Young Avengers was amazing, and it is sad that that book can't sustain. And I don't know. Maybe it's just their thing that they like to just put it out there because I think I don't know. It seemed to be doing well. That's what it is. They just put it out there. Young Avengers has never been an ongoing. Right. Like, it's series. always been you know you got but a mini or they get yeah. stuck here and then boom. So they don't oversaturate it. They don't bore you to tears. Right, they don't right, right. drag it out. They tell their story and they get it in the game. right. And then everybody goes their separate way and then they bring it all back again. And mm. well, it's good to see that a creation of a gay man, Alan Heinberg, is actually still alive and thriving even if they're in their own separate things hell they just brought back cassie in uh uh avengers world i think who the fuck cares about cassie <laughs> they killed her in uh children's crusade oh, so, oh no the, oh that's right she is they alive boo back. boo hiss i hate stature boo boo hiss why because she's boring well that may be um, <laughs> so uh jared have you read any uh comics this year i know you read at least one 
I did. You talked about it. What was it? I don't know, but you were like, well, I may have to start picking it up now because it had something that appealed to your interests. Mm. I don't know. This is my <laughs> Tina Belcher impersonation. <laughs> well, fine. If you can't think of any... Uh, I thought you read something. All right, let's go. Um, well, hell, that's it. Wow. <laughs> we just finished our show. Let's just wrap it up. I'm tired. Oh, what? Oh, you were, I was saying you're done with school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to know why you're sleepy. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting us this year. We actually, this year, we'll talk real quick about this. We had a sponsor. That's the first time, yes, I did. think, in the history of Nerdy Show shows, that somebody has reached out and sponsored a show. We had AdamMail.com, our friend uh, Lee up at Adam Mail, who actually got to meet at Heroes Con, uh, sponsored us for two episodes. Uh, the coupon code, by the way, is, uh, I believe, Flame On, and that's still mm-hmm. out there. It's still good. And that was like 50% off, I think, uh, an item. Like, Adam Mail... I have to go home to Batman. I'll be back. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to go check the site out because actually, when we when we got the coupon code, I looked through and I didn't find anything that I was interested. But you know, they always add new stuff, so uh, I'm gonna have to go revisit that. But no, um, Lee's actually really cool. The Adam Mail blog. I think we've re- reposted a couple of their entries. He is maintaining that and keeping a geeky sort of prurient kind of mix. I wonder if they have those superhero dildos. We might have Hulkbuster. That'd be a great idea. An iron rod. Could we get get those and like independently evaluate those and report back? An industrial barrel full of lube. (laughs) Can I get that vat? (laughs) With a pump. You got to get the bedside pump. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So we had that happen this year. Of course, we went up to uh, Heroes. Uh, Well, who's we? Some of us. Hopefully next year more of us got to host their very first queer panel with the uh, Hernandez brothers, Kate Leth, and Terry Moore. That was cool. Uh, New York Comic Con, again, you know, only... Brian gets the only only one who does anything around here. Pat and me. But no, we actually were, you know, uh, Comic Book Bears did their live recording. I was part of that. Uh, You know, we're getting out there. That's all I'm saying. Flame On is being represented uh, next year, we hope to be a part of the curiously named Geeks Out sponsored show FlameCon uh, up in New York in May. We're going to try to get up there to that. Oh, girl, you hear that? We're going to try to get up there. It'll probably be, you know, free comic book day weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's in May. It's not the beginning of May. It's like mid-May. But uh, it's the beginning of May. We ain't going to make it go. The uh, BentCon is perennially drawing. In fact, we have we have a fan on Flame On's uh, Facebook page, and I apologize, I forgot your name. But always, like I think every year now, asks, "Are you coming? To, are you coming to BentCon? Are you coming to BentCon?" So it is a goal of mine not only to have Jared go uh, back to out there to uh, cavort with uh, Zan and his my, crew, my friends over there, but uh, I would like to go too. So hopefully that'll happen, and we may even have a show at MegaCon. I, I pitched the panel. We're gonna see if they take it. Is on the fan panel list, whatever that means. But I pitched to do a, a queer comics and anime panel. So, oh, I wonder if there'll be a Republican convention going on too. <gasps> that <gasps> would be spectacular. <laughs> I remember that year. 
Um, thanks all, of course, to our fans. Uh, we get, we, I feel like we, this has been the year of increased fan interaction with us. Did we talk about the fantastic, uh, Aquaman artwork that was sent to us? No. Okay. We absolutely should. Uh-huh. Uh, oh my God, his artwork was fantastic. <laughs> you know, it, it was a really hot Aquaman, and I don't normally like Aquaman or find him attractive, but he did a good job. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I, no, it really was cool. Um, because, you know, Aquaman looks like an ocean god and not a porpoise. <laughs> not free, really. <laughs> oh, not like uh, Carl the Horsefucker? Oh, he will be in the new movies? Carl Drogo? Oh, Momoa. oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just off it, just take <laughs> Lord. So no, I really do want to thank the fans for 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 giving us uh, questions to answer. Last episode, we actually went through some uh, advice stuff. We're going to do that next year, and all the Facebook and Twitter interaction that we get has been excellent. I'm very happy with that. Uh, we just want to do more. So please, if you're interested, Flame On Podcast on Twitter, Flame On Show on SoundCloud, Facebook, uh, Tumblr, and something else. Maybe I wait. There Twitter. are other things behind. Porn on Tumblr? There are other things. Really? Yes. Yeah, there are other things. I thought there was just a Tumblr. lot of. Oh, every time I open mine, it's nothing but porn. It, it, mostly mine is mostly, porn too. But you mostly, know, it, yeah. it varies. Oh, it varies. Yeah. I didn't know there's other stuff I could look you should, for. You should really look people for. like sprinkle, you know, like original content really? into, into yeah. Tumblr. It's not just Bendis people. posts a lot of stuff. On really? There. I think people just said this is great for porn. <laughs> it is. It is. Don't get them wrong. No, no, yeah, it really is. Because you open mine. Someone up and, should start a uh, flame on show on XTube though. That'd be. Do we have, like, bath time with Eric outtakes? <laughs> no, what we need to do is we need to uh, get with those cosplay deviant people and see if we can get some, you know, like, action going on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There is actually talk of trying to maybe find a way to maybe get somebody on that whole thing. You could do it. Yeah, he already approached me. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, 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 I am interested, and I would do it, but the thought of Aaron having that much power over me, oh. you know, it would be my business card. It'll be a poster That's in the store. You know, true. it'll be the Facebook page. My mother but will be like, the you, fuck? You of all of us have the body to probably pull But off. the man that I work for, the power he would have over me for the rest of my days. Yeah. He should do it. Ooh. I, would, I mean, are you kidding me? I would, I would watch the hell out of that. Uh, have fun with that. Oh, Pat and I would enjoy that together. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, Aaron hears that. It's a kick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. We'll be back in the new year with all kinds of crazy new content. And by crazy, I mean, it's like crazy new, not nude. Crazy nude. Possibly content, nude. Yeah. We Possibly actually did nude. talk about that tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. If you could see my eyes. Oh, my God. I can see nothing but your eyes right now. <laughs> I am. Fiery like a Saracen. I am perturbed. I'm slightly freaked out. A little uncomfortable right now. A little is an understatement. Oh, that's I- a good way to end the show, then. <laughs> Flame out. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, The Ones in the Blue Box, A Comic Shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you.
If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 